Hey there, and welcome to the Two Mom Life podcast, a show for moms like us balancing it all and ready to live an inspired and full life. Everybody, welcome. I'm your host, Jody Freed, mom of four, Jewish community professional, and mother's empowerment coach. Motherhood is a journey, and on this podcast, inspired by Jewish thought, you will learn from other moms, receive practical advice, and loads of inspiration. Motherhood is messy and certainly not perfect. So here is to mom life, to finding your way, to finding perfect moments. Here is to you. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Jewish Mama Mashup. I am so thrilled and honored to be here today with Rifka Malka Perlman, who is a mentor, a friend, a guide, and just such a radiant, beautiful personality. Someone that I think I've learned a lot from and we can all just gain so much from. So I'm really excited to be here with her. Rifka Malka, can you just introduce yourself for two minutes? Tell us a little bit, bit about you. Yeah, thank you, Jody. I love this project that you're doing. And hi, everyone. I'm Rivka Malka. I live here in Baltimore. I dream of living in the land of Israel every single day. And yeah, and welcoming Mashiach. I have Baruch Hashem, eight children. I've been married for right now a quarter of a century, which is very exciting. And I'm a transformation coach and I run an online school which trains women in being coaches and takes them on a year-long self-development program. Beautiful. Beautiful. Love it all. Yeah. And I've met some of the ladies that Rifka Malka's school has produced and just absolutely wonderful women with beautiful things to share. So today we are going to talk about a topic that I think a lot of us struggle with. I know it's coming up even in my life with my seven-year-old here and there. And this topic of or how daughters and how, how we relate to our girls in the way that they dress. How do we kind of broach those conversations? What's coming up around that? So Rifka Malka has a number of daughters and a lot to share with us on this topic. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Yeah. Thank you very much. And thank you, Hashem, for bringing me to this moment. Trust me, my dear friends, there was many years where I would be not the one to talk about modesty. Mm-mm, that wouldn't have been me. It's an amazing thing to grow up, to evolve, to learn, and to find out just how much beauty and nobility there is in modesty and how much it actually adds to my sense of beauty versus detracts. You know, when you're young, you think if I have to be modest, it's going to detract. I'm going to have to cover up everything. It's not going to be nice. So it's, it is actually quite a privilege for me to be here. And I'm very, very excited. It's a topic that's important to me, and I'll tell you why. Not because every single girl must be modest, but rather because every single woman must know of her own beauty. Mm. So I remember when I was teaching a dance class in a very, very religious environment, and I think I choreographed it, and the girls were doing the moves, and I remember a teacher yelling down from the balcony, that's not sneeze, the way one of the girls were moving. And it was so... So upsetting to me. I remember it now, probably 20 years later, because it was so not sneeze to be yelling shameful words from a balcony. That was so not sneeze. And you'd better believe that that girl was hanging around with all the boys not long after, because Mm -hmm. that was probably not the first comment that she got. So when we want to impart modesty to our daughters, we have 
two really, really important principles. I'll say them both and then we'll get into them. The first important principle is knowing that it's less about modesty and more about beauty. You want to look at modesty as a symptom, as a dressing. It's the external topic, but it's not the topic. In the same way as making coffee for your husband and making dinner is not the topic of marriage, right? Those are all lovely, important things, but that's not actually marriage. Do you understand? Yeah. This is like symptomatic of marriage. Modesty is the same way. It's symptomatic of beauty Beauty. and of preciousness. Yes, we'll explain. Symptomatic of preciousness. The second thing to know is that with everything in parenting, the place where this really happens is in you as mom. Mm -hmm. How do I dress? How do I feel about myself as a woman? How do I move in the world? What are my thoughts and ideas? Because everything that you think about the body is going to be transmitted by osmosis to your daughters. They're going to get it. You don't even have to say it out loud. My daughter just took herself, she's 14. She just took herself to yoga class. And I thought it was beautiful and hilarious because I just started going to yoga like I guess two months ago, I'm like, you know, she was into fitness. Now she's going to yoga because it got in her brain. Mommy's talking about yoga. My God, that's so crazy. And there's so much divine providence in in absolutely everything. And I'm just seeing it right now. Just a couple of weeks ago, there was a scholar in residence here in Portland. And one of the topics that we discussed was beauty and body image. And just this exact conversation happened about how the way that we relate to ourselves, to our body, to our own, you know, beauty and the way that we show up just like trickles down for our kids. And a lot of us are struggling with the question of, I have, everyone has body image issues. So it's so, so prevalent. So if you're struggling with that, or you think you are, you're not alone, (laughs) you should know that. But one of the biggest questions that came up was how do we instill a strong and a healthy sense of self and body image to our kids, especially daughters, but even sons? Yeah. I love that we're talking about this. That was so important for you to frame this topic and keep on interrupting. It's not an interruption. (laughs) Let's keep on making it a conversation. So yeah, it's a huge struggle. And yes, we struggle with body image because it's all the way back from the Garden of Eden. Mm. where we first discovered, hello, we are naked and ashamed for the very first time. We were meant to be naked and unashamed. So when we were first created, we were naked and unashamed. It was just the body there to do the job, like your puppy's body does its job. (laughs) But when we betrayed the body by using it in order to do something not good with it, it became something that needed to be covered in Mm. order for it to not be the dominant force. So we cover our body, not because it's embarrassing, only because we want to be your face is the reflection of your soul. Your head is the seat of your soul. We want our life and our interactions and our communications to all be directed from our soul. So we cover up the body. So it's not the dominant force. Mm. That's all. That's the whole thing. Now, a woman's body in particular is made with unbelievable beauty and godliness unbelievable. It's very parts are made for nurturing, right? It's made for nurturing. It's made for softness. Women are not like physically, there's an extra layer of fat. So you're cuddly, you're cozy, you're a mom. There's, there's so much to you that is literally just a piece of Hashem in this world. And that's what all these- literally an extra layer of fat in women. I only saw this on one graph. 
by the way, so I have to hunt it up. It was a long time ago. I was like, wow, this makes perfect sense because it showed that like there was an extra layer. So scientists out there, send me the graph, send me the pictorial of this so we could <laughs> make it correct. Certainly there's different fat distributions where we are, we are soft and nurturers in a very, very godly way. Nothing to be embarrassed of. Not only is it godly, but in its godliness, it is beautiful, right? So like everything, there are spiritual stages of development. And we're going to get real practical here. We're not giving a lecture. I know it sounds like that. But that's because we have to put our brains on straight because the brain only says, I'm a woman, therefore I'm thin or fat. I'm attractive. I'm not attractive. I, you know, I'm wearing tight clothes. I'm not wearing tight clothes. And it's time to evolve in our understanding of ourselves. Because if it's just about tight clothes, you're going to point at your child. You're going to shame them. They're going to get this shame. And whatever happened in the Garden of Eden will not be fixed. Mm. We're just going to keep more shame and more shame. We don't want that. So you first need to know, woman, wherever you are, whatever size you are, whatever shape you are, take a moment to look in the mirror and see the godly beauty of the way that Hashem made you. Mm. Nothing to be ashamed of. Then why do we cover it? We cover it because it is precious. It is precious. It is so, so holy that it deserves to be covered, only to be revealed in very holy ways, in very holy environments. Anything that's precious is covered. You would not have a diamond just like rolling around on the street. It gets a setting. And you don't give a woman a diamond like, here you go, like a coin. Put it in a box. Special. And a Sefer Torah has a covering. And a beautiful table, even if it's wooden, you just don't eat on it. You put a tablecloth on it. So we women really need to know this and to know that how we dress and we're going to get to children, but how we dress needs to be a reflection of our own worth. Do we know how beautiful, how godly we are? A woman's tikkun, the thing that a woman needs to fix in this world is basically just don't not be a woman. Just don't mess it up. Like you're made to be nurturing, intelligent, intuitive, kind, modest. Just do that thing that you were. Don't stray and try to become someone else and you will be in your wholeness. That's why it says the bracha shasani kertsono. Woman, you are you are beautiful as you are. The more you go, go ahead. No, I'm just so you're saying basically that being modest it doesn't mean you have to look ugly. In fact, it and it doesn't mean you have to be schlumpy. It means like really embody who you are and let that essence shine, let that essence show through how you dress. And that's so awesome because that was a game changer for me. Literally a couple of years ago, I used to, I, I dressed so well as a kid and as a teenager and in college. And then I got married and into the grind of life. And I just, it wasn't that I looked terrible, but I didn't like feel great. You know, I would wear a denim skirt and a baggy shirt and, you know, go on with my life. And when I made this switch and started to wear the clothes that fit me more and fit my personality and colors that I like. It's amazing how much confidence that that instills in someone and just like highlights exactly what you're saying. And I think it's really important because sometimes we just feel we're comfortable in the sweatpants or we feel tired. And so we reflect that in the way that we dress. And it's actually amazing how much what we do on the outside can affect the way we feel on the inside. Yes. 
And when you know who you are on the inside, that's what you reflect on the outside. If you think that mothering is just this thing that's pajamas, no, it's everything. Mm -hmm. Or being a woman or being, it's everything. I'll share with you that thanks to the role modeling of my mother and, and of her mother, I get dressed. I didn't get dressed for this interview. Let's just say that. <laughs> I, get, <laughs> I didn't put on makeup for the interview. I get dressed. I freshened my lipstick. I get dressed every day. I don't take a day off because it's a day off means a day where I'm not, it's not hard to do. It's hard to not be dressed. I'm like not in my power, right? I'm not in my glory. I'm not in my majesty. And women need to see themselves as, yeah, worthy, colorful, confident, get out there. And this is what brings glory to God. That's what makes a Kiddush Hashem. I once went to visit my friend who has breast cancer. She should be well. I showed up. I'm usually very colorful. She She's an artist. She looked at me. She said, you are bringing me healing through your clothing. <laughs> Just the colors. Amazing. It's amazing. And when I go in an airport, even, you, you know, a, a Jewish person should, should stand for a life of vitality and happiness. Mm -hmm. And we're not schleppy. Like we're queens. Every, every woman has that possibility. So definitely getting dressed and don't, if we're going to be real practical, we didn't get to daughters yet, but it's not even about the daughters. Don't buy things you don't love. Have less clothing and only buy things that are a 10. See those earrings yeah. Jody's wearing? Oh my gosh, those are a 10. She's got to love them. Those stay. Everything else goes. We live, most of us in America, it's easy to buy. Only buy what is a gift for this body, for this space. Don't junk up with like, you don't need that. You're, you're royalty. When you take care of yourself like this, your daughters will emulate you. Now, along the way, they're not going to have the spiritual maturity or the confidence that you as a grown woman have. They're going to have hormones. They're going to have body development. They're going to be first getting introduced to their femininity. So what do you do then? So the first inkling that I got, I was one of these kids that would, you know, push down my socks, roll up my skirt kind of girl, <laughs> um, right? So I definitely know that I know these girls. And my mother was very refined. But, you know, the first inkling that I got that there's really an approach to this was when my sister was raising my niece. So I was a, I was young and impressionable. I was listening to her raise my niece. And my niece was wearing very tight shirts, like weirdly tight. Okay. okay. And so my sister called up this Rabbitson, Rabbi's wife. She said, what should I do? What do I tell her? And she said to her, it's just immaturity. And she won't be wearing these when she's older. Because we were like, it's so tight. It looks bad. She thinks it looks good. <laughs> no. She said, she'll, she'll come to this like everything else. So my best advice for mothers is, number one, take beautiful care of yourself and make sure you love your feminine body. Mm. That sneeze is not coming from a place of that this is shameful. You have you know, sometimes even little girls are sitting inappropriately. They're sitting in a way that's like too exposed. Mm -hmm. There's a way to say gently, come, you know, let's sit like a princess versus like close it up or something nasty. Oh, I love that. Let's sit like a princess. Sit like a princess. Sit like a queen. Yeah. Yes. And when you compliment your daughters, these are the kind of compliments you want to give about their intrinsic worth. You are the most beautiful person inside and out. I see the radiance of Hashem on your face. Mm. You are such a stunning neshama and how you look on that Shabbos dress is unbelievably Shabbistic. Mm. Like you want to, you're trying through your words and your osmosis to help them merge together their inner and outer beauty. 
so that when they mature past the boy crazy stage, they're going to know of their inner beauty. There may be a stage in between where they are rolling up their skirts and wearing things are too tight. And that's the time where you just use common sense as a mom and say that you just crossed the line, go back up and change because that's just, you got to be a mom. And between, you know, I'm going to roll with this. I'm going to let it, I'm going to let it roll. Mm. Um, Yeah. Beautiful. That is such salient advice. And I think, again, there's so many women who struggle with this and who set both themselves with their own inner beauty and with their kids on how to how to approach these tough, tough situations. So I think this is just very practical. You've given us some really practical tips to work with. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can you tell everybody how they can get in touch with you if people want to learn more, if they want to go deeper into anything in their lives? Yeah. I want to share one more thing because we're yeah. talking about inner beauty, if you don't mind. Please. I want to share with you that as I look into this Zoom call, I actually feel beautiful. Mm. And I didn't always, and I didn't always look beautiful. Okay. I was a very plain Jane. I always got the boy parts in the play. If you know those (laughs) girls, like the boy parts, that was me, you know, and I had this like deep voice. I wondered what was wrong with me. And I just, the journey to finding my own beauty has actually made me feel beautiful. And I believe when you feel beautiful, that shows on the outside, but there's part of that is dressing yourself. Part of that is any makeup that you want or don't want. Not everyone wants, but it is wonderful. It really is finding out about your own intrinsic beauty. That is such a game changer, such a game changer. Wow. Amazing. And you've been beautiful from the moment I set eyes on you. (laughs) So yeah, it definitely comes through. Definitely comes. Thank you, dear. If you want to get in touch with me, go to rifkamaka.com. It's really easy. There's a contact me form. And right now in this stage of my life, it's a little bit hard for me to answer questions by email. I, my husband answers a lot. So he doesn't go onto my email. People usually just send it to the redemption school because I'm so busy with this school. But what I can tell you is that if you are interested in going on a journey into, into self-love and into being a powerful genuine, compassionate, wise woman, or you want to train on a co- as a coach to bring other women on that path, you can definitely join our school. We just closed registration, but we're opening up again in six months. Mm-hmm. And you'll find out information about that on the site, rifkamaka.com. And I also do one-on-one coaching and you can find that on the site as well. Thank you so much. So I encourage anyone, anyone who wants to connect further with Rifkamalka, please do so. And Rifkamalka, thank you. Thank you thank so much you. for joining Bye-bye. us. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Two Mom Life podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please remember to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you would like to learn more about me and my work helping moms feel filled up and in balance, or helping moms integrate family adventures, big and small, into mom life, or to explore how we can work together, visit my website, loveadventuremom.com, or find me on Facebook and Instagram at the handle Love Adventure Mom. Till next time, Lachaim to life.